You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome to this episode of Around the King's Table. I'm Brian. And I'm George. And this will be our last episode for 2023. Yeah, you're right. 23. Oh my gosh. I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) You are. You're always ahead of the game. Um, We're going to get into Acts 2, uh, verses 42 through 47, to talk a little bit about church matters uh, and healthy church and hopes for the church and uh, things along uh, those lines. Yeah. But before we do that, I actually got a text the other day uh, asking me, we always want to know these things from Pastor George. Um, oh, gosh. I was asked, what are my three favorite books, my three favorite Christian books, or maybe even non, like, you know, whatever, fiction Um Mm. So, Pastor George, what are your three favorite books? That is a really That's a hard, hard one because question. it's like there's a little bit of a distinction between favorite and three most formative. Yeah. It's not exactly the same thing. Yeah. That's but for me, I tend different. to think in terms of formative over a favorite. But I was wondering what your few were. Yeah. Um, let's see. So... <laughs> uh, Fellowship of the Ring is going to... I didn't prepare him for this. He did He did not. You did not. Yeah. Fellowship of the Ring is going to probably be high on the list, both actually kind of just formative, just imaginative, and just so enjoyable. That's the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yep. Yeah. So, but probably Fellowship of the Ring especially. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. Oh, you've got me like trying to think really, really quick. So, Journeys and Strangers. That was a recent read, but by far, I think... And formative, uh, Greg Allison. Mm-hmm. What's it about? Uh, the church. Yeah. What it means to, to look like a functioning biblical church. That's what we're about to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. And then what would really be a system, and not uh, sorry, not a systematic theology, but a biblical theology of how the how the Old Testament leads into the New, and that was on the way to Jesus. Which there may be better um, articulations of that now, mm-hmm. but. When I read that, it was pivotal in sort of shaping theology and how I was going to approach scripture at that point. So mm-hmm. I think that had more to do with me being an active believer than many other things could have mm-hmm. or did. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a blend of favorite and formative. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, you know, I think I think I have to say The Pilgrim's Progress uh, just because I, could have I you would do mention that. it like every other sermon or so. Um, formative, uh, almost certainly Desiring God by Piper, um, just stage of life and, uh, introduction to Christianity and, um, you know, the glory of God and those kinds of things, uh, was definitely, uh, very formative for me. Uh, I think I really enjoyed reading, uh, John Carrick's book, uh, Banner of Truth, uh, this summer, um, on the preaching of Jonathan Edwards. Okay. 
I enjoyed that. It was a mixture of Edwards' um, sermons uh, or like selections of, of his sermons mm-hmm. along with uh, just talking about preaching. Yeah. So a couple of my favorite things there, Edwards and preaching kind of rolled into to one book uh, was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd have to probably think a little bit more about favorite Favorite yeah, books. it's so, I have to sit so in the hard. library and just kind of you talk forty years of reading, around. and it's like yeah. three. Yeah, to bury it down to three mm-hmm. is so difficult. Yeah, I remember reading a lot of like J.I. Packer, and every time I read Packer, I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, everything, anything Packer. So like, um, uh, Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God by Packer. Yeah. I just remember reading that and thinking, this is just good. Um, Knowing God by Packer. Yeah. If you have a history and church church history bent uh, and just uh, worship practices, Lord Jesus Christ by uh, Larry Hurtado. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Of course, it is like three inches or four inches thick. It's it's huge. Mm -hmm. I don't imagine reading it more than once, but it's an excellent read. Yeah. And although I haven't, I actually had not read it until recently through the residency. Um, I mean, I think one of the most formative books is probably not doesn't doesn't do it justice, but just the overall thinking through things like uh-huh. ecclesiology and healthy church and uh, what is the church and what does that mean for membership and pastoring and all these things. Uh, nine marks, nine marks of a healthy church sure. um, yeah. or deliberate church by, by Dever as well. Lehman's don't fire your church. Don't members. fire your church members is it, really. Formative. It's a little dense, but it is. It is excellent. I think that was that was that really on his good. dissertation. Like, wasn't it something like, a, like that? Like his, a modified version of PhD it or something. Like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Yeah. Enough nerding out. Enough. Enough books. Yep. Um, okay. So we're gonna look at Acts chapter two again. Last episode uh, for <clears throat> 2023, and uh, it's really just a look ahead to 2024 for us pastorally and for our church. So I'm gonna read these verses for us um, contextually. They occur right after uh, Pentecost uh, has happened. Yep. Uh, Christ has uh, lived, he's died, he's raised, been raised, uh, he's ascended into heaven, and he has poured out spirit. the Spirit yep. uh, through the preaching of Peter, um, the preaching of this crucified and risen Christ. And um, so many thousands have been cut to the heart, and they have repented, they have believed the gospel, and um, they are now moving into the church era. Mm-hmm. Um, of redemptive history. And this is what we get. This is Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing uh, the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, which was, again, uh, 3,000, about 3,000 souls, added to that number, their number, day by day, those who were being Saved. saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a really great passage. Oh, yeah. uh, what are some of the marks then? So we're not we're we're getting outside of uh, Dever, Capitol Hill. Yeah. Marks. We're we're going to the Bible uh, and looking yeah. at the the earliest marks 
of the earliest church mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of the risen Christ here. Uh, what do you see, brother? Yeah, I, I mean, first first off is going to be the scripture, the apostles' teaching. So mm-hmm. not just scripture, Old Testament, but the apostles' teaching, their experience of <clears throat> Jesus, that testimony being passed down and repeated and just just sort of just immersing in uh, that teaching first and foremost. Yep. Um, just their closeness as a community. I mean, this is going to be a community that's going to basically trump all other associations for them. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking of bread. So both both community and communion, I think he's bringing out. So there's this connection through food, yep. um, which we're going to see just play out in Acts. Um, and prayers. I mean, uh, so just even just taking verse 42... I think we see some pivotal things for, we're going to see this impact, like what are the leaders about? So what are the elder, what the, what the elder body is going to be focused on, how that's going to lead the church Mm -hmm. into being what the church is. Yeah. Um, and then four things, at least four four things, things at least four things. And I I think also, I mean, it may not look the same as it did in Jerusalem because I don't even think it looks the same in the later church in Acts. But I think there's this sense of what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. And we're going to, as a, christian community this isn't just like we're gonna all live in abject poverty but we're gonna all like what we have is yeah it's what we have though is meant to be used for the the the, good of the the brothers and sisters they understand themselves to be a family yeah absolutely yeah yeah so i think that's right uh verse 42 just to just to point them out quickly uh, they devoted themselves to the teaching the apostles teaching apostles teaching uh fellowship uh probably flowing out of fellowship, but maybe something distinct, breaking of bread. Breaking of bread. So food, food yeah. fellowship, table food fellowship, fellowship yep. and prayers. So uh, again, uh, how, do you, how do you think, um, if we just want to say, yeah, like a, a healthy church, um, the church right after the spirit of import out at Pentecost, they're, they're majoring on um, apostolic teaching, Hmm. Hanging out together. Yep. Being community. Sitting at table together mm-hmm. and praying together. Yep. How do you think that intersects with what we see in churches today? We often don't see any of those. I mean, at least in the United yeah. States. I mean, that's that's our pivotal problem is, is we live a very fractious, disconnected life. Mm-hmm. And overcoming that sense of, well... I go home at the end of the day and I'm just me and my spouse, me and my spouse, my kids, private myself. Spaces. Yeah, these private spaces. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's what the church is really up against um, and trying to help people see that part of what it means to be a Christian is actually sort of bridging those those spaces, those privacy walls. Yeah. Um, and that's for our good. Yeah. Um, and we do it when we do try to do it. I think we we often focus more on let's just be jovial, let's just be friendly. Uh, let, and so yeah. we, we we never kind of bridge the gap between fellowship. <clears throat> never is too much. That's too strong. But we we have a hard time bridging that gap between <sighs> we're fellowship and we're we're getting together and enjoying each other's company. To how does the Lord's how is He moving yeah. in those spaces, and how yeah. do we then you know. Uh, do the word. Uh, involve ourselves in prayer. Yeah, cultivating 
Christ very good of, of building a wall there. <laughs> we can be all together, but we can't talk about the word. Yeah. Or we can be talking about the word, but we're really not focused on each other. This sort of dichotomy we still actually, maintain. Yeah. And, and you can tell, you can tell, I mean, and you just can when you're around other brothers and sisters and, and you try to enter into conversations and folks don't really even know how to talk about yeah either conversation shuts down they, yeah, or it quickly right. shifts or people yeah. just leave the conversation yeah, that's right yeah yeah um i think one of the things in terms of uh, you know just kind of projecting forward for us um he says he, he uses the word here devoted they mm-hmm. devoted themselves to these things uh so so clearly a work of god here um I, and i'll ask you in a second whether you think this is you know, descriptive? Is it prescriptive? Uh, is this awakening? <laughs> is this typical? You know, these kinds of things. Uh, but I think what should be typical is, you know, this is a work of God in the hearts of so many people. He's pulling together a people as a family. Yeah. Uh, that is part of the gospel is you are adopted into the family of God and it becomes this visible, uh, visible display of the gospel. Um but then there is also the sense in which they are, of their own wills, devoting themselves. They mm-hmm. devoted themselves uh, to the apostles' teaching. And, of course, when we talk about apostles' teaching, we're talking about the teaching. Like Jesus taught the apostles how to yeah. understand, how to understand the, the Old, Old Testament, Testament. promised his spirit yeah. uh, to illumine, to bring to light everything Jesus had taught them so that they would eventually write what we now call the New Testament and all these kinds of things. Right. Um, so he's saying that as the apostles are, are sitting around, they're gathering around and mm-hmm. they're opening up the scriptures and they're, uh, they're uh, expounding the scriptures. And then, of course, we get the letters and, and whatnot. Yeah. But they're devoting themselves to the teaching. To the teaching. Uh, yeah. so, so it seems like a key mark of a healthy church is, is going to be a people who love apostolic teaching. I would yeah. <laughs> right. But again, I think the, the issue, and, and this is not to make a strong divide between like our church or any other and, church, and any other, yeah. but it is, it is a point of self-reflection as a church always. Yeah. Do we love the Bible? Do we love the word of God? Do we love the gospel of Christ? Do we love uh, not just any old teaching, but... Uh-huh apostolic teaching right um so again i think the the degree to which a church is devoted to apostolic teaching uh to that degree they're going to be healthy yeah and it forms the basis of as you see like the other things that uh the other marks in this passage it forms the basis of their fellowship Uh they're gathering around that teaching that body of doctrine right there's a real sense that it's a, it is a, the, the the Christian life is lived out in community, whether that's scripture, whether that's prayer, whether that's yeah. the eating together. It's like uh, we're very much a, you know prayer is a private practice. We, yeah. We'll kind of go to Jesus and you know go to your closet, and yep. that's that's fair. That's absolutely necessary. Sure. But I think we often just don't see those opportunities when we're in community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think a simple reflection upon our own lives in 2023 as Christians, uh, how devoted, again, a very strong word, how devoted have we been to the teaching of the Bible? Yeah. Uh, How devoted have we been to fellowship? How devoted have we been to 
you say it's the Lord's Supper there? Now, how how do, I, I don't how know do, that I would go that far. I'm, I'm, devoted, but, but I, it certainly makes one think. How devoted have we been to the things that the biblical means of grace, the means I mean, of grace, and the things that symbolize uh, our our unity in Christ? Uh, how devoted have we been to praying? Yeah. I think that's been one of the things I think you and I would, would agree. You know, here, it's just been a joy over the last few years mm-hmm. and uh, going into this year, especially yeah. that our, the you know, our time for prayer on Sunday mornings has become something that is pretty heavily attended, uh, giving our size dynamics. And um, I think I that's was, been... I was struck by the fact that, of course, that was a major element of this week's sermon, this past week's sermon. Mm -hmm. And then when I was looking, I didn't even look ahead to the fact that my first sermon in 2024 is essentially going to be on prayer as well. So I'm actually looking forward to it, but that was an interesting, I I like preaching on prayer. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and again, what we're, what we're really doing when we call people to, to gather with the body for prayer mm-hmm. is Acts two forty two. Yeah, we're saying, hey, let's let's continue. It's the power that is. And what we see right. the early the earliest church doing here, uh, right after the Spirit has been poured out by mm. by the Father through the Lord Jesus, yeah. should be a natural response. <clears throat> yeah, so not something not something we put on necessarily. Yeah, it should be just it should be natural. Yeah. Well, and again, it's. It's so easy, I think, as as churches to give ourselves to every other thing. Mm. Performances. Uh, it's the Christmas season. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just uh, so many things. We can yeah. do good things. I mean, we can have the clothes closet or whatever, and those are great yeah. ministries. But when you become those things, and you kind of yeah. drop by the wayside of your worship and your devotion to the Word and your prayer and your community, yeah, yeah, you start stop being a church and start being more of a civic organization, something else, but yeah. something other than the church. Well, and you mentioned too, that this is going to set uh, the trajectory for what we eventually see in Acts chapter six. Again, it's not necessarily talking about elders at that point, but it's talking about the apostles. There arises a need in the church and they have to set aside whatever you want to call them, deacons and yep. or proto deacons or whatever. Um, but it's like, we, we have to devote ourselves mm-hmm. to what the church should be devoting themselves to, but we're right. going to lead in that. We're going to lead in and that. And so we're creating an entirely separate office to deal with things that it feels like a lot of churches or members of churches, they, they want the pastors to really be involved in that stuff and not the stuff of elders. So like um, uh-huh. we're going to devote ourselves to the, to prayer and <laughs> to the ministry of the word. And the expectation in some churches is, uh, what do you mean? Right. You don't need to. Be, we need you to be devoted to. Okay, this is going to get a little sketchy. Okay, but like we need you to be devoted to hospital visits. We need you. We need you to be it devoted happens. to. Um, you know, I don't know all the things you have to be championing. Home my pet visit. My my pet ministry. Yeah, whatever. Um, you know, you you got to make sure that you are uh, split a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Again, I think I think a passage like this is saying in healthy churches, there's going to be an understanding that people have different gifts. 
Yep, skills, talents, abilities from the Lord for the edification of the body. And we're going to rejoice when we see those things beginning to flower and flourish and come clear and then be put into actual practice in the life of the body. But ultimately, everyone's called to be devoted Mm -hmm. to teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, prayer. Yeah. Right. And uh, as elders, we wanted to be leading in that. Want to be leading in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now... Something else here, uh, picking up in verse forty-three. Uh, this is this is very um, this is so interesting to me. Always been so interesting to me. In fact, I think for me it is uh, has been critical for a philosophy of ministry. Uh, we tend to think in you know our churches, um, we need to be about missions. We need to do evangelism. We need to get out there. And if we're not getting out there, then we're not succeeding. We're failing or we're so insular mm-hmm. that, you know, we're, we're basically an obstacle to the gospel and all these kinds of and things. to be fair, most of those are individual, very individualistic, like you're personally failing. Like if you don't get yeah. out there or whatever, sometimes it's not even the church, but right. we'll leave that aside. What's been so interesting is... What you're seeing here is that it's as the church Mm. is devoted to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship with each other, fellow believers, and the breaking of bread with fellow believers. A sense of awe and wonder. (laughs) And prayer. Yeah, right. Awe came upon every soul. Yeah. And you go, well, well, maybe that's just... Upon every believing soul. Well, but look at uh, verse uh, 46. Day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, Uh they received their food with glad and generous heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. Having favor with all the people. Yeah. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Mm. Now, that's not to say that they're not going out and sharing the gospel with people, you know, in their community. And, and those people are coming into this community, this new community, uh-huh. uh, and going, whoa, this is legitimate. Yeah. This is this 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 people is for real. Uh, Jesus is really risen yeah. or whatever it is. This is the positive side of actually yeah. a lot of the negative that I focused on, unfortunately, on Sunday. Maybe didn't get into this as much, but this is what the other side well, you looks like. We're dealing with Israel. Yeah, we're dealing with the grumbling now and we're turning it to church. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is the opposite. This is what it's supposed to be looking like. This is what they should have been looking like. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And but so it's it's a uh, it's a little counterintuitive, I think, today uh, to think that. Um, a church, in order to be effective, an effective witness for the gospel, does need to give great amounts of attention to their own community. Mm. Uh, we think if we do that, the gospel's not going to get out. Well, it's actually just the opposite. Right. Now, the early church was yeah. known for its care for one another, mm-hmm. which is what made it of yep. interest, of note to the surrounding culture. Right. Because, by and large, the culture around them is not doing that. Yep. It's not doing it in the same way. So there is a there is a, a legitimate testimony or witness, a real power, uh, in a church that is uh, living together as a church. Mm-hmm. And at the root of that is Christ. Yeah. So... 
just another thing that I wanted to point out there. Anything else that you uh, see in these verses? Mm. Just the, the, the sense that it ends on, uh, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but just the, the, the daily provision that God is giving then of new people being added to yeah. the church yeah. so that it can continue to grow and it can continue to develop. And it can, yep. it can do that, you know, that it going out yep. um, because God is continuing to grow it. Yeah. So. Oh, I think that's a, so that leads me to, to another question, which is, would you understand this? Do you think that in these verses we're getting a window um, into what would, should be normative uh, would be normative. Again, it says there's some things in here like uh, day by day they were attending the temple together. Sure. These kinds of things, which sounds a lot like what, like if you're going through church history, it sounds a lot like whenever you have genuine awakening. Yeah. Revival. Yeah. It's okay, just, so they would say that Pentecost is kind of like the first... Um, revival? Ripple. Ripple. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's kind of now... Uh, finding repetition to maybe smaller degrees or or not uh, throughout church history, mm. uh, even into our own day, and uh, and so you know. But you, you talk about uh, revival accounts and what is it? They, well, they, they came on Sunday. Dude starts preaching apostolic teaching, yep. and everybody loses. You know, whatever they 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 are melt, cut to they the drop, heart. They drop everything else. Yes, they drop that's everything what, that's else. That's the focus. Yep, they drop everything else. That becomes the focus, and it's not just Sunday. It's it's Sunday, and then they're, back, they're like, "Oh, can we do this again on Sunday night?" And then it's, uh, "Can we do this Monday morning? Uh, can we do this Tuesday afternoon? Can we do this Wednesday night? Can we do this?" And it just kind of goes on like that, and it goes on for like that for you know a month or two or three or whatever. Yeah. Um, what do you think we're dealing with here in these these verses? I mean, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, they're that's where they are. They're in Jerusalem. It's not their home necessarily, so they're already sort of. Vagabonds is maybe too harsh of a word, but this is sort of their new occupation, their new thing that they're doing as a people, and they're going to be about that. That's going to be what's going to, to to be their pursuit. Yeah, and I think that that's the question for us as we read it: is what is going to be our pursuit? Yeah, is church the side issue? Is the gospel the side issue yeah. that we get to when we're done with the workday, or is it the main pursuit with these other things that we have on our plate being hmm. sort of feeding into that. Yeah. It's, uh, it kind of gives a, a little bit of the impression of, you know, not being able to serve two masters, mm-hmm. which one you're going to love the one, or you're at least you, your affection is going to show in the way you re- respond to the one yeah. over the other. Mm-hmm. So. Here's my thing. You know, some people have said, well, it's descriptive of a, of a revival. Of sure. awakening, and so we should not expect that that would be this would be what we would see uh, in the church from from day to day or week to week. I, or I, I would whatever. have us expect revival at any moment, at any time, because we have the Spirit yeah, <laughs> involved right. in that teaching, yeah, involved exactly. in that prayer, and involved in that community. Who seems to make, make we're spirit filled people. It should be more typical, more typical, or at least that we should be expectant of it. I think one of the things it does too is though is it shows well this is actually what could happen. Like sure. This is what could be. What could be? Here is here's a model. Here, here's something exemplary. Mm. I don't think it's. I do think it's something descriptive. But I think certainly in a lot of ways it's prescriptive also of what should. Yeah. This is what the, the the ordinary life of the church, the ordinary means of grace by which God accomplishes extraordinary things. Yeah. Um. So. 
you know, I think anytime we, we we don't see something like this, I think it's it's a it's enough reason that the elders should be pushing towards like what what would bring greater faithfulness. Yeah, right. And maybe there's nothing wrong, but if there is. That, I mean, it's it's a sign to say, look at those things and do something about it. It's a it's a it's a warning light. Well, I mean, right. And and I actually think this is this is a a call to you and me and the church here. Um, <clears throat> if we don't see these things in our own lives or in our own fellowship, why don't we? Right. Why don't we? Clearly, clearly, um, that happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a Christian, you have experienced yep. uh, new birth, resurrection, you know, uh, the working of the Spirit uh, to, to bring about a living to God. You should be able to look back. Yeah. Maybe not pinpoint day kind of thing, but you should be able to look back and go, I, yeah. I saw God work. Mm-hmm. I, I, he, he has changed who I am. <clears throat> right. Well, I'm thinking too, like, um, we're, what you're able to see is sort of like, uh, there is the capacity for this. Yeah. Uh, so we, why we, am we I not? A, yeah, we serve but, a really great God yeah, who can do right. more yeah. than we can even imagine. Yeah. And so to be, to be encouraged and urged, you know, um, I was thinking, uh, I was talking to some, some pastors this morning and I, and I said, you know, I think my word for 2024 is going to be discipline. I'm not big on stuff like that, but I was just kind of like joshing around. Uh, my word is going to be discipline, but but like what are what are some of the ways that we can uh, discipline? Poor Luke, just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, what are some of the ways that we can uh, discipline ourselves for godliness? Sure, like Paul says to Timothy. Yeah, what are some of the ways that we can discipline ourselves to be more devoted to the teaching of God's word? Mm-hmm. What are some ways that we what can we cut out right. in order to get more? Yeah, you know, uh, what are some ways that we can discipline ourselves to be more hospitable to have yeah. this kind of fellowship with one another Yeah, to actually measure out our time, yeah. our, our relationships, how we spend the day, what we prepare, yeah. what we plan on. Yeah. And to, and, 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 you know, I will say this too, like our, our, our congregation has been, uh, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, one wonderful. They love the word. They love fellowship. They make all kinds of sacrifices in Absolutely. order to, to eat at table with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like we said, you know, our the, the prayer room is glorious uh, from week to week, yep. and um, but but there's more. Yep. You know, like there's there's we, we want to be careful that we don't assume that's the way it's always going to yeah, be. Get, and get so, used to yeah mm-hmm. what we have. Yeah, and we become we can become neglectful, um, and or become become rote or habit or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, as opposed to. Uh, being something that the spirit of the living Christ is is yeah. doing and stirring up within us, and and we long we long for this. We're devoted to it. Well, we, we don't want just to be able to go. We we don't want to be able to go. Well, uh, I know we did this year A, yeah. B, and C. And that <laughs> that explains what God is doing, yeah. or what is what has happened, and therefore yeah. God it's really wasn't even part of the yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so. I mean, any word, any word from you uh, to to listeners, to to our folks, uh, just as we move into a new year, um, uh-huh. another ministry calendar, and uh, just on marks of a healthy church, things that you long desire to see uh, for the church moving uh-huh. forward. I mean, just more and more that we're just pouring into each other throughout the week. Um, 
I really want to see us just dive into just a new way of doing discipleship this yeah. year as we get into that. I think that God February. is going to do a lot with that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would just be praying even now that you know people would be setting aside that time and making it something to commit to and not just, yeah. well, I wish I could, but I have this other thing. What can you do to make that be the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, all love if, if that can't happen, but yeah. that, that, I'd love to see that. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah, we need some people to, to step into serving as deacons, and I'm especially looking at you men <laughs> and saying, how can you be committed uh, to the growth of the body mm-hmm. and serving that body? So whether that be eldering, whether that be deaconing, whether that just be serving with other believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, for me, I... I think uh, I definitely am, you know, this year started, 2023 started, I don't know if you remember this, with the Asbury yep. stuff going on. Yep. Uh, whatever you believe about what happened there, um, whether it was authentic awakening revival and then it you know, trickled out to Texas A&M and Auburn and Samford and other places. Whatever you believe about what, what happened there, we should have it in us to long for this Acts two forty two to forty seven. <laughs> that and, should be an expectancy that <laughs> yeah. God is is right. showing up. Right, and so I think I think the Lord has been very kind to us to get, set a, a good foundation. Um, and I think we just want to see us continue to build on that on that foundation. Yeah. of prayer, of word, yep. of fellowship. Yep. Of the breaking of bread, mm-hmm. of a oneness, a togetherness, a unity mm-hmm. uh, around apostolic teaching, teaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and to ask the Lord. I mean, something specifically to ask the Lord for is that as He takes that uh, conglomeration of graces, means of grace, uh, He would He would just create something that is undeniable to to people outside of our mm. church walls yeah. uh, that Jesus is alive. Yeah. Like that's the whole, that's yep. the whole point here is, yep. is that the church is a display of the gospel. They right. are the gospel made visible. Right. They are Christ is alive. Jesus is Lord, you know, and come see right here, but come see, mm-hmm. see us. Yeah. Um, and so I think just that last little bit there, um, that we would have this heart understanding again that the people that that um, you know Luke here in Acts the very people that he's saying are now devoting themselves to these things. Mm-hmm. Well, like just before this, a lot of them were lost people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go from lost people <laughs> to people who are devoted. To apostolic teaching and prayer and fellowship and the breaking of bread and Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. And what you see at the end of these verses, end of the chapter actually, uh, is that those same people have a heart to see other people enter into sure. that fellowship. Not only a heart, but a very nearness to Jesus saying, yeah. go do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is yeah. this is my mission. I make it your mission now. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe even the ability then to to hear all of that, and then hear this. Ultimately, 
it's up to the Lord. Yeah. Like it's left to the Lord. Yeah. We the do, the we church do, age. We rest back and, and we yeah. just have to trust that God the will do something with it. The church age really is the age of the ongoing activity of God through Christ by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he has not stopped working. You see that at the very end, verse 47, and the people added to their number. Yeah. That's not what it says. Yeah. Uh, And the pastors added to their number and their social media account added to their their Instagram, you know, whatever. Um, Their their skills, their abilities, their giftedness, their charisma, their whatever it is added to their number. It doesn't say that. Right. It says that they did these very basic things mm-hmm. and awe came upon all of them. And as they're doing them, the Lord added to their number yeah. day by day, those who are being saved. Yeah. So that is, that is my Super hope. encouraging. Yeah. Right. That is my hope um, for us, not just for the sake of, of our church, uh, or even for the sake of, of, of other churches, whether they're local or, you know, we have other pastor friends in their churches, but legitimately for the glory of a risen Savior. Mm. Like, Jesus, get glory for yourself the way that you have committed yourself to mm. getting glory. Right. You know, and seeing people... Uh, brought into the family of God. So that's it for me. That's it for me too. Okay. It's good meeting with you, brother. Yeah.